Another week, another blown lead and disappointing loss. Has Pat Narduzzi lost this team? We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pit podcast. about finishing it in these final 30 minutes? Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. There's one home game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt. This is the week of November 5th, 2022. And this is the Hail to Pit Podcast. I'm Alan. And I'm Vince. Up 10 and then nothing. Just a total cave job. That or Drake May is the next. Mahomes, Marino, and Marinovich all rolled into one, Vince. Whether or not UNC's that good doesn't matter to us today. What we do know is that Pitt is a bad football team. And we're going to cover everything about him today, Vince. I'm excited. I don't know if I've ever been... I'm going to steal a line from you from right before the show because you, you you spread it to me like a virus. I, I'm so optimistic now. <laughs> I was talking about another team in town, but oh my goodness. Uh, this, this is just uh, hard to quite explain uh, what happened. I'm not saying they looked great uh, those first three quarters, uh, but they certainly didn't look bad. Uh, they were in control of the game. I'd say that's probably the most important thing. They were in control of the game. They held North Carolina down. They were scoring enough. And then all of a sudden, just a complete collapse in that fourth quarter. We will uh, discuss how that all happened. I think a quarterback going 14 of 31 might be a part of it. But, you know, there's other ways to break it down. And we're going to get into all of it today on the program best part about it is though there's only about a quarter of you than there normally are so vince have fun less people means it's a more intimate audience you can maybe we don't have to play all the hits for everybody today we could get a little weird (laughs) on an episode like today i encourage it especially on your part (laughs) i suppose so okay everybody let's get into it before we review the north carolina debacle Let's let you know how you can interact with us and vent. Get everything off your chest at H2P show on Twitter. Hail to pit podcast at gmail.com. If you want to email very simple, straightforward, always available for you. Uh, If you need a shoulder to cry on, if you want to curse somebody out, we will be those people for you because we're pit fans and you're pit fans. And we're always here for each other In, in the, Beautiful ACC championship days and dark days like these. That's what it's all about when you're a Pitt fan. We appreciate all the feedback on Panther Lair, Reddit. Uh, I appreciate the feedback I'm getting out here on the West Coast from people who hardly follow college football. But take the time to tell me that Pitt sucks. Uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, being made humble after living on cloud nine last year. Vince, I don't know about you. Uh, but I'm I'm hearing a lot about it, especially from so-called UCLA fans. I'm running out out into in here here in LA that still think they have a shot. That's another issue. We are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. They will never knock you down, make you feel bad. They're always going to lift you up and work with you on your podcast because that's what they do. They're very professional, they're very affordable, and they're very fun to work with. I I love doing a show like this, not because. It's pit losing and we get to get weird. It's because it's pit losing. We get to get weird and we get to work with pretty easy podcasts who always lighten the mood, but also make the show sound great. And if you were thinking about doing a podcast or you know someone that wants to do a podcast, your wife, your coworker, your boss, let them know. PrettyEasyPodcast.com is where you need to go to get started. And it's so easy. It'll make your damn head spin just like mine is right now. It's either that or the California cold I got Vince but prettyeasypodcast.com that's where people need to go either way they make podcasting uh, pretty easy now I wasn't so upset about Pitt losing as much as I was hoping that the announcing for that game would have taken it a little bit easier on the Drake May praise Vince this guy lit up Pitt but is he that damn good the way they were talking about this young freshman quarterback Red shirt freshman, I'll give him that. This was 
it was kind of like they were kicking pit while we were down. I felt like, I don't know about you. I feel like uh, I watched my team lose and I got kicked in the balls. Uh, I, I mean, he he's good. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, but, uh, you know, we've, we've seen many a North Carolina quarterback uh, do damage <laughs> against uh exactly uh, against um I feel like every North Carolina quarterback you're gonna face it they're gonna light up pit especially in the fourth quarter and you're gonna hear about how great they are and how they're gonna be Super Bowl champs yeah and, and you know I, I as far as this defense goes Alan I thought the defense played pretty well uh, for the first three quarters of this game uh Kalijah Cancy going out on a targeting call I think was can, uh, a, can a you, big. You can't quantify it, but come on. I mean, yeah, you're bringing it up. That was it. Uh, That's it, the answer it, for any defensive woes you have in the fourth yeah, quarter. Pat Narduzzi it, even, you know, he even brought that up uh, in his press conference, saying that that you know he uh, felt that that was a really big thing. And you know, between turnover, uh, you know, a, a fourth quarter turnover, uh, and 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 him not being there, uh, three quick touchdowns in five minutes from North Carolina in that fourth quarter. And that's all she wrote. Uh, that just, uh, uh, very disappointing. Um, it, it kind of a, a wasted, really good defensive effort again, I think, um, uh, because the offense, while they did score, uh, they did not score enough. Uh, you know, there were some missed opportunities there and, uh, just did not, just did not get it into the end zone. Did not hold on to the ball to enough, uh, specifically late in the game. The defense giving up quick scores in the fourth quarter. This game looking like it was a blowout on paper. In the end, it does not. It does not really tell the whole story of Pitt football because it's a team sport. And when you're asking your defense to do as much as they're asking them to do, you're going to implode in fourth quarters when your defense is out on the field. You've got fumbles galore. You're punting every two, three minutes. And, you know, you just have no consistency on offense. And the def- I, 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 I'm glad you started off with that today, Vince. After this loss, in no way, shape, or form can I blame the defense for the loss because of how they were totally hampered with a totally useless offense, an unfortunate targeting call, and... Really, I mean, and in a, in a hostile atmosphere, I mean, all the things yeah. working against you, you them. knew you were going to have to go into this game and play, you know, win in deciding faction. Uh, there was that um, pass interference or pass interference call that, or defensive holding call that was picked up uh, when it or, or because supposedly there was a tipped ball. Uh, like as soon as it left Keaton Slovis's hand, I don't know about that. Uh, ended up being a big call in the game. Uh, Jared Wayne dropping a big deep pass in the game. Uh, doesn't happen with him very often, but it did on Saturday night. Alan, I, I was, uh, I mean, a little encouraged at least at the beginning of this game when we saw, you know, the play action pass deep uh, was actually working. It seemed like. Uh, and then, you know, I don't know if it was in North Carolina making adjustments or, or what, but, you know, all of a sudden that that just kind of went away and uh, it, all of a sudden Pitt just could not move this football. It was ugly, ugly to watch, too. My goodness. I, it was kind of embarrassing seeing Pitt really uh, give up sacks and pressures to this defense that we knew was really bad. We saw was really bad in the first half. And in the second half, UNC came out and it looked like just the pit offense was just not prepared to play in the second half, didn't want to play. And I mean, it was really tough, tough to take because that is not a defense you should be giving up big plays to. You should be giving, yeah. making your quarterback feel uncomfortable against at all. Now, that's from watching them play in previous games against other opponents. But then we saw them against Pitt, and Pitt handled them in the first half. They should have – you should improve in the second half. Where are the adjustments? Where's the the drive in the, in the players? It was hard to watch. Hardest game to watch all season. And I know some people are going to come after maybe Signetti for the second half woes on offense. I'm not going to do that. 
These were just, I think, players who kind of got punked on the field. The worst part of it was watching that Drake May at the end of the game really trash-talking a lot of the Pitt Panther yeah. defensive players, feeling that chip on his shoulder, and that's because of where the Pitt offense put that defense in the position they put him in. Totally unacceptable and tough to take if you're a Pitt fan. Low point, low point. Of the yeah, season. yeah, Alan. Uh, hopefully it doesn't get any lower. Uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, kind of what's going wrong uh, in a little bit. Because uh, you said you're not going to blame Coach uh, Signetti at all. I'm not going to go that far. Um, but, it, it, you know, was it back to the defense a little bit, you know, did to, to just give up 20, 28 straight points, uh what do you think that were they gassed Did they just give up yes were they you know no. i mean it is just so you know yes i understand losing kalaja canty's big but you know hobbit baldonado deslin alexandra you know you know where are these guys you know <laughs> a, a team that has been just uh you know ravaging the country with sacks the past uh several seasons and you got these guys coming back and everybody's really hyped for it and it just you know it it, it has not shown up this year uh I would have thought this would have been the game that they really would have been able to do that I don't know if it's you know they're worried about May's running ability or, or what but uh just didn't uh just ha- hasn't been there I'm I'm gonna give him a lot of uh leeway but you're right they're not making the amount of plays that they were last year they're not making the impact plays that they were last year and they're you're seeing the frustration on the field too because on the one touchdown North Carolina scored on the goal line Devin Danielson hot and Haba got into it kind of yeah. uh, a little shove and screaming at each other missed assignments apparently I guess is that that's what they're arguing over people not knowing where they need to be and a lot of confusion. Now chalk that up to hostile environment, a lot of pressure on that defense, a lot of pressure on them. Wait, there's more pressure on the defense than there was last year. When you're playing on a team where that you know will score 40 points, it's easier to play defense. Yep. Yep. So that is a big factor. I don't I think people gloss over that too much. But yeah, they're not making the types of impact plays that they need to be making. Uh, when they're being relied upon as the strong point of of the the team, the defensive line. So you're right there, but in the first half, I feel like they made Drake May was uncomfortable. Yeah. He was inaccurate, and uh, the defense may, again didn't capitalize on some opportunities, but still put the offense in position to have a ten point lead and maybe carry carry that. You're a running team with a ten point lead. What the hell? Yeah, I, I mean, Alan, uh, what what would you say? What was the reason for this offense to just just failing in the second half? Was it execution? Was it was it an adjustment that that North Carolina was making? Uh, was it just too conservative of play calling? Uh, I I don't really think the play calling was any different. Uh, you know maybe uh, maybe some of the formations they weren't going as much shotgun in in the second half, uh, which I do think Slovis excels at. Um, but uh, to me, I'm going to say it was just execution. But what say you? I, I'm going to say it was execution because I will say that, I mean, in terms of uh, discipline, uh, maybe there was there was a little bit more discipline on the on the pit side this time. Only five penalties in this game, mm-hmm. right? The offense. North Carolina line, actually had more penalties, <laughs> believe it I or not. I can't believe Pitt won that battle. <laughs> But uh, it wasn't a discipline thing, but I think it was the environment they were in, the pressure of needing to win this game to have any kind of relevancy in the ACC, and uh, knowing that you're facing a team that's going to get theirs, and uh, you know a ten point lead. It, I don't. It's some teams there are teams and there are players that are out there that with that kind of lead, they cave. They just aren't comfortable with it. There, it's not their. It's just not who they are. And there are a lot of players on this pit team that get uncomfortable easily, whether their backs up against the goal line because of a great special teams play and pit starting inside their own five this year, minus maybe what early against West Virginia, they got out of it a little bit, but they are terrible uh, in, in those kind of pressure situations. They're not able to fight out of those. Obviously those are, you know, with the percentages are saying you're not going to be able to fight out of them, but 
They never do, ever, really. And then you're talking about a team with a 10-point lead. Their specialty is running the ball. But I think what we really found out in this game, because of that to me, and seeing also how some of those offensive linemen were getting treated by a really mid-UNC defensive line, Pitt's offensive line is bad, very bad. They have a very bad offensive line. And they have a quarterback that cannot play well with a very bad offensive line in front of him. Some quarterbacks, very rare ones, but great ones can. He can't. So let's also talk about the offensive line play. I saw way too many times tackles, centers especially, getting shoved right into Slovis or a Candace's face immediately off the line. Maybe that has something to do with Slovis's count. I don't know. Maybe it's too easy to pick up on for <laughs> defensive lines. Uh, could, I don't think so. I, I, I guess. I don't know if it's just being too predictable or, or what. Uh, so, but um, yeah, they, the the tackle play has not been good. Uh, the loss of Carter Warren, I think, is really being felt here, uh, Alan. Uh, they, it, 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 they just don't seem to have that anchor. On, on the offensive line uh, that they had last year. Um, yeah, Gabe Hoy, is he 100%? Uh, t- uh, probably not. Um, you know, when they've rotated Branson Taylor in, it's obvious he is not ready uh, for prime time. Mackensalvis is playing, playing left tackle. That's obviously not his preferred position. Uh, oh, Owen Drexel. Let's hope. Let's hope Branson Taylor sees the game tape. Though he's a young player, when you see game tape like he had in that game, you can really improve. Well, may, maybe he's maybe he's more of a right tackle. Allen is kind of what I'm getting at. You know, uh, Owen Drexel uh, at center, not there. Uh, you know, Jay Cradle not doing uh, not doing the best as as you've been very critical of. I don't know if it's you know they're not identifying. Uh, where the rush is coming from, the right protections aren't being called. Uh, it, it is just a a, a comedy of errors uh, up front. Uh, and you know, when you have a quarterback who's not going to move around, and whenever you have a offensive system uh, that is not necessarily designed to get rid of the ball quickly or get more importantly get the ball quickly to guys that are wide open, uh, this becomes a problem. It becomes a big problem. And that's why I think they're really struggling at the moment. It's 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 really a, uh, an issue that I feel can be uh, fixed, but not completely. They're going to have to really handcuff some people, I think, and really gimmick up some some uh, some play calling, I think, to avoid, you know, b- being put in, in situations where they have to ask players that are not capable of performing to perform. Yeah, yeah, Alan. It to me, it it seems like, uh, and let and let's maybe go, go through this here, yeah, you because know, there's so there's so many things that are wrong. Uh, it, you know, the, the obviously the the personnel has has some issues. They're maybe not necessarily calling the right plays here. Uh, to me, you got a, a Keaton Slovis at quarterback, obviously not very mobile, doesn't appear to have recovered. Uh, you know, from where he was playing at at the beginning of the season, uh, to me, it, you know, this is what you, this these are the players that you have. Coach Narduzzi's made it very clear that he is going to play Keaton Slovis because he's saying he's the best quarterback on the roster, right or wrong. Um, it, it seems like you know, uh, Signetti is not calling the plays that fit this guy the best. Uh, you know, Keaton Slovis coming from Southern Cal, uh, who was setting records there, uh, Alan was projected a, a number one overall pick in the draft. It's hard to believe that his game has regressed this much, uh, but he's not operating the same kind of system he, he was doing in Southern Cal. Uh, it, it seems like they need to just spread this thing out. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe you don't have the wide receivers that could get open quick enough. <laughs> and, uh, unfortunately, but uh, it seems like that's where he is most comfortable with. I think that's what you got to go with. Yeah, you're probably going to take some big sacks at times, and maybe he's going to get hurt, but I think that's really your best chance to win. I also think that helps out the running game, Alan, and that you get, 
him, uh, Israel Banacanda, in space more often, where, where he's most dangerous, uh, where he could get a full head of speed. Uh, you would think even with like, you know, I know we're saying that the receivers aren't great at getting open. I, Jared Wayne, I think, is good enough. Uh, Kanate Mumfield, I think he he can be good enough. I've, we've seen enough flashes from him. Gavin Bartholomew, for crying out loud, uh, has not gotten the ball anywhere near the amount that he should. And you would think a big-bodied guy like him lining up in the slot has got to be tough to cover uh, out out in, in space like that. It, to me, that's what I, I think. Uh, I refuse to believe that this personnel was that bad. Uh, I, I think that you know, it's a, a a confidence issue, an execution issue, and, and maybe if setting them up with some better play calling uh, could be the difference in, in, in turning this thing around. I, I agree that it's pro- probably, I'm going to say like 90% a mental issue because I, I still dig the personnel. We've seen flashes from enough of the players that we know they're quality enough to beat a team like UNC. We know that the razor thin margin of error in the ACC is uh, it's a hard it's a hard road to toe going through an ACC season. It's it's hard to stay on that on that on that good side year by year. Not a lot of teams do it. That's why all every, all of a sudden every year some team comes out of the blue and they're the team to beat or they're the team that's shocking everybody in the ACC. See Pitt's opponent this coming week in Syracuse. So you're right there, Vince, but I I feel like that you watch the games though. There are open players for Ke- Slovis to hit. He either holds on to the ball too long or he's inaccurate the majority of the time. I don't feel like he's he's under the offensive line is bad, but I don't feel like they are bad enough to where this guy can't play pit at, out of some situations that you, you know a lesser quarterback wouldn't be able to like the Western Michigan quarterback wouldn't be able to perform well. That guy that Pitt almost had allegedly <laughs> still not don't believe that. But Slovis with his pedigree, what we've seen out of USC, even with this offensive line, I feel like he should be performing well, better. Well, that's what I'm saying. So He's one of the one of the most you know accurate quarterbacks in the history of their school in USC with all the great quarterbacks they've had there setting he records. He was running for an the, air raid, though. Well, that's Pitt's what I'm not saying. Running air raid. Well, maybe they should be. Uh, you're saying mid season switch to an air raid Signetti. Well, I mean, they've obviously shown that they have some packages, uh, for, for, you know, those kind of plays. That's what I would be running. Uh, this is, this is ridiculous. I mean, just, it's uh, hard to do that though. When you have no ability to throw it down the field, because they do have have the cross, they completed, they completed several deep passes, uh, this past, uh, weekend, Alan. Uh, it, 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 it's, it, it, so Slovis looks incredibly uncomfortable going from under center. Maybe it's, he doesn't have the footwork to do that. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, but you know, he, he obviously seems most comfortable in this air raid attack. Uh, I would love to see that implemented. And I'll tell you something right now, Alan, against the Syracuse team, uh, that that's coming to town, um, a, a Syracuse team that plays tough defense, uh, as specifically against the run. Alan, uh, I think it's going to, uh, you know, Israel Panacanda, yes, he has that ability to make a big play uh, anytime he touches the ball. Um, but uh, I think Syracuse is really going to key on them. Uh, they're, I think they're going to, you know, they're really going to they're gonna play a lot of guys up towards the line of scrimmage uh, with maybe one or two deep safeties taking away uh, the, those deep passes and, and force pit to do something that they uh you know to work some sort of intermediate routes that they haven't been very successful with uh so i think it's going to be tough sledding uh against the syracuse defense under dino babers who who is has proven to be no slouch you know syracuse uh hell of a season so far slipped up injuries to the the last couple of weeks and they're coming back down to earth uh Pitt against this team, I think, matches up fine. Uh, yeah. Pitt, Pitt should be able to uh, make some splash plays on this defense. We've seen it uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, we saw uh, they were able to put up some, you know, enough points to beat a really good NC State defense so they can combat 
a good defense if that Schrader's in, though. But if they have an injury at quarterback, man, what a confidence booster it could be for Pitt's defense. Yeah. So that's why I'm really feeling like Pitt going into this game uh, without the injuries, it, you know, it'd be a lot darker uh, uh, outlook for me, even though I think the Syracuse a bigger favorite against Pitt than uh, UNC was. Uh Pitt is actually favored in this game, okay. Alan, which we will be getting to what? later on in this game. <laughs> I love that I don't even look at that's that until you tell it to me or I ask you on the show. Uh, uh, you know, that's yeah, wild. Uh, sh- you know, Sean Tucker, the running back for really. uh, for uh, Syracuse, uh, who is has really put up some monster numbers over his career. He has been banged up. Uh, 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 the past couple weeks, uh, Schroeder, the the quarterback, he's banged up as well. Those are really the yeah. two guys that I have think been the uh, difference makers. Schroeder is yeah. bigger than than Tucker yeah. in I, this one. I would I would agree with you. Uh, I would agree with you there. Um, but if if that is the case and, and that they have to rely more on the run, I think that certainly plays right in the Pitt's defense's hands. Uh, uh, this you know just from from yeah looking if that is the case i would anticipate this being a low scoring game uh which i i think maybe at this point helps pit because they haven't been able to score a lot of points uh but i think uh probably the key thing is that's going to put so much more emphasis on turnovers alan and pit has you know lost the turnover battle uh in these last three games these three acc games that they've lost uh so they are gonna have that is gonna be critical holding on to the ball is going to be critical in this game uh pitt certainly has the talent advantage there's no doubt about that but can they hold on to the ball can they execute can we talk about the, the fumbles from the running back position now that is also a key thing how how easy would it be for Pitt to be in, in this game if you just know that the running backs are going to hold on to the football? Because even with as bad as Slovis in the offensive line has looked, those guys are fumbling the football, gaining a ton of yards. Yeah. That is a big factor. So the mar- like we've been saying, the margin for error is very pencil thin. So stupid plays like that, uh, lack lack of awareness at any moment, in the ACC will cost you and make you look like a scrub in a division where you really are as talented as any other team. Yep, yep, especially when you don't have a Kenny Pickett that can just go out there and win you a game. Well, right well let's, use a, let's use a more appropriate name. You need a Drake May, Vince. Come on. <laughs> the greatest <laughs> ACC quarterback I've ever seen. He, he's definitely up there. <laughs> I won't argue with that. Uh, it, it's it's going to be tough. It, it's going to be tough, Alan. Uh, just I I just don't know if I trust that this team could just turn this around that that quickly. It it doesn't like you said. They're not going to switch to an air raid offense in one week, even though they have the plays to do so. We've seen them run it. I'd I'd love to see uh j- just some more aggression here more spreading it out. I mean, I, I still believe that there's a ton of talent on this team. And Syracuse, yes, they had a good start to the season, uh, but when they went up against those teams that were significantly more talented than them, a Clemson, a Notre Dame, uh, they got beat. Uh, and I know they had Clemson on the ropes uh, a little bit, but yeah, that didn't last too long. Um, when when they went up against those top dogs, uh, they, they just couldn't they couldn't hold on. Do, do you place any blame on running backs coach Andre Powell? I mean, he coaches a, a great group of talented players, but how come none of them could fo- hold on to the football? Because all of them have fumbled. All I, of them. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I that's, don't. Where you, that's where you could call coaching into question. Because if it's one guy, maybe. But these were the same guys last year, and they didn't fumble like this last year, Alan. That, that's what is just... Uh, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, turnovers, you know, they balance out over time. Uh, but you know, th- these guys did not have these issues last year. There, there, there must've been something lackadaisical in spring camp is my, is going to be my, uh, state of the, of the pit Panthers kind of assessment. Now, after this terrible loss, there's something that's just too chill with this team. Well, taking the taking these L's and having these heinous lapses lapses of 
mental awareness and and just mental capacity with on a football field. Stupid, stupid errors really costing them big moments that they that they have no business being this bad. Yep, they they talked a huge game, and so did we. You know, coming into this season, Alan, and uh, yes, that you know certainly issues with you know injuries and uh, execution, but you know simple stuff like this, just you know fumbles and, and you know really bad interceptions that have just killed this team in, in some of these losses. You know they should still be right there. You know, despite this loss, they should still be right there uh, in it, with a chance to to finish uh, in, in the top of the coastal division. And now they're just they're just playing for a bowl game. And then you got to worry, uh, you know, with how high the expectations were at the beginning of the season. You know, you know, what do they have left? Are they, they going to be able to to you know really get up for you know the rest of the season when you're just playing for for as good a bowl as you can get? Yeah, I li- I like that we have this show though because if you go ahead and talk to any other uh, fo- college football fan that's not a Pitt fan and you try to tell them they're not actually this bad, they'll just laugh you off. But here on the Hell to Pit podcast, Vince, you and I, we could tell each other that, tell other Pitt fans that, and they know they recognize. Yeah, you're probably right, but someone's got to go. They're of course never going to have their their agenda. Someone's got to go. Someone needs to be benched. Some they need to insert the air raid. But we all know <laughs> as Pitt fans. We all know. We all may blame someone different. We all may have a different solution, but we all know they are better than what they're playing, than how they're playing right now. Going into this game against Syracuse, oh, one more thing, Vince. Got to say, Aranda Gatston Jr., Ijo de Aranda Gatston, is licking his chops. A, a good receiver, big receiver like that, getting to play a team that's just yep. going to let you dare you to out physical him and dare you to beat him. What a what a moment for that guy! He's probably really excited to play. That's, that's going to be a good battle. That's going to be a good battle. You know, it's you know, uh, Pitt that did a, I, I suppose a good job on Josh Downs last week, uh, who's you know one of the best uh, cornerbacks in the uh, uh, or best wide receivers in the in the whole country. Uh, he did have ten catch, eleven catches for a hundred yards, uh, but a lot of that came late in the game, Allen. Uh, that you know, Ant- Antonio Gr- Anton Green, he was really what was, Anton uh, Green was yeah. explosive. Yeah, yeah, and he's a bigger receiver. Two X's. Uh, you know, maybe they're you know that was a lot of short passes. Uh, they that he had. Uh, we'll we'll see. Um, yeah, it like you said, it's going to be tough. But if Schroeder's not there, uh, playing for 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 Syracuse, maybe uh, may- maybe that's going to make life a little bit easier. We'll see. And, and the backup quarterback for Cuse, Carlos Del Rio Wilson. Haven't scouted him. Can't, can't, can't say much about him at this point, unfortunately. Well, he, he's, he's come in for Schrader a little bit so far this year, and uh, he has uh, thrown one interception and one touchdown from okay. what, I, what I gather here. And uh, that was last week against Notre Dame in the loss. So Pitt gets to play him. Could be interesting to see. A young quarterback against an angry Pitt defensive line. Pitt's been playing awful, but I guess they're favorites, and that actually kind of makes sense to me because Syracuse has lost two in a row. They're human. Pitt has a lot of good players. This is going to be a fun rivalry game. Will it be a 78-75 to 75 basketball score? I don't know. We're going to have to predict that a little bit later, Vince. I don't think you're, I don't think you're going to predict that score. I don't think so. We, we will get to that at the end of the program. Okay, well, how about at this point in the program, we uh, go up into the information superhighway, as it were, and see what everyone's saying after another bad loss for Pitt. Like we said, the Hell to Pitt podcast and everywhere on the, the Pitternet where you could talk Pitt Panthers, uh, that's a, it's a good place to be at this time because people are going to understand where you're coming from, especially on that Pitternet. Can you explain what internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. JRN Pitt on Panther Lair. Simply put, Pitt needs a QB that gives us a run option. What do you think, Vince? I mean, I, I, last year they didn't they had a they had 
Kenny Pickett, who can tuck and run a little bit. Yeah. But all college quarterbacks can pretty much tuck and run. They're young. They're youthful. They got the legs. They're spry. Except Keaton Slovis, maybe. <laughs> yeah, except not, except Slovis. Yeah, they. I think they do need that. Uh, just unless you are just absolutely dominant, uh, you, you need this because picking up picking up a third and seven when when the play breaks down. There's nothing open. It is just so critical. Or, or, or maybe only getting sacked for a one-yard loss instead of a ten-yard loss it is just so important, uh, especially for a team like Pitt that uh, you know is struggling uh, on the offensive line. You know, struggling to, to really move the ball consistently. Uh, you know, getting those kind of first downs is something that they really, really miss out on explosive quarterback play. I mean, I don't care if it's a run option or what. They just need a quarterback who can be explosive and not just a hindrance and just a run-of-the-mill, run-it-exactly-as-it's-called type of guy. And that's kind of what I feel like Slovis is doing, and it's not working. And there's the risks that are taken are really horrible, although those are few and far between. It's been mostly just overly conservative play and yeah, a lack of athleticism, which is so rare and silly to talk about in college football. But there you have it. Pitt has an unathletic, unmo- immobile quarterback. Uh, so yeah, and you can't play Patty because he's been beat up too much. He's not mobile. Yarnell, I th- is hardly mobile, and he's yeah, <laughs> he's a statue. But hey, hell of an arm, and he's from Texas. The werewolf from Twilight on Panther Lair. Never seen those movies. Which of these happens next? Pitt football wins 10 or more games in a season. The Steelers make the playoffs. The Pirates make the playoffs. Pitt basketball makes the NCAA tournament. Vince, I'm going to say Pitt hoops making the tournament is the easiest bet there. Those are all tough. But looking at that, 10 wins only happens, what, once every 30, 40 years? Steelers are going to be losing four four or five losing seasons in a row, it looks like. Pirates, ha! So that leaves you with pit hoops. Uh, maybe I. That's I, I, <laughs> a lot of teams make the tournament. It's not. It's not that hard. I. I, I was pretty down on the Steelers, uh, and, and maybe I still am. Uh, but you know, today's tra- today's trade of Clay- Chase Claypool gives me some hope that this uh, front office may know what they're doing. Uh, we will see. Um, as far as the football team is concerned, I just. I'm starting to get afraid that Pat Narduzzi is turning into Dave Wanstead and is just going to not adapt enough (laughs) to what is required in order to win. Uh, You would have thought last year he saw, okay, you know, get a get a good quarterback, which is hard to find, but let that guy do what he does best and run a a, a modern offense and, and it and feels like we've gone backwards is Narduzzi ever going to be in the situation again where he just hires someone and lets that you know and lets them run a, an innovative style I I don't know it doesn't appear like that's what he wants um that's that that's tough it's starting to really make me nervous <laughs> maybe I'm just overreacting this year I don't know uh pit hoops I thought they had a legitimate chance uh, this year before Dior Johnson uh, ended up with his issues. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I I, I feel like the first several years of, of Jeff Capel, he was kind of you know, spinning in circles. Now it seems like he's actually doing some decent recruiting. Um, but, uh, you know, with this vicious cycle of transfer portal nonsense it could be very difficult to get out of that in basketball but at the same time it could get you into some really good situations very quickly uh so i i don't know i mean the F- acc is just too tough uh right now we'll, we'll see i think this year is going to be very telling to what the future of that program holds there's way more chances to make that tournament than there are to make the other tournaments <laughs> this person's asking about that's why i'm going pit hoops baby Although, I don't know, the money might be on the Steelers. It's the the easier, more traditional bet. Either way, I don't care. I want to see 
10 wins from pit football more than anything of those. Well, no, I'm lying. You know I want to see the Pirates win the World Series in my lifetime. If it happens, I'm drinking a Coke for the first time in forever, Vince. But it's a whole nother discussion. Let's get let's get out of that the the virtual insanity. I can't take it anymore. Actually, this week, Pitternet on fire. Twi- Twitter was just a bunch of the same. This guy stinks. Fire this guy. What needs to be done is adjustments. And I and you know you say I'm worried about. Narduzzi, Vince, you shouldn't be. He's proven he can give up control. Just got to have the right right kind of guy, I think. Maybe he got a little cocky after after Whipple left. A little mad. Maybe a little hurt. Want to brain it back in. Didn't, doesn't want to trust as much. But maybe that'll change because he's going to know. It's feast or famine in college football. You got to trust some people and make adjustments or you're going to be out real quick, like an Auburn head coach, Vince. That's real life. Yeah, that's real life. Well, yeah, that's right. And and now, but now that program's being driven by a Cadillac. So yeah. we'll see what happens there. But is it like a modern Cadillac with doors that open like this upwards? And does it have? I, I am unsure. I don't know what he's is he eating hamburgers. I haven't seen him on their sideline as an assistant coach. Is he a fatso? I didn't even know he was on the staff. Uh, I was very surprised to see that. <laughs> uh, well, I, why don't you know? While we're are we talking about Auburn's game this week, it's the only time we're going to talk about Auburn right now. I, I don't no, care for I, Auburn. I don't care for Auburn. It would be cool if he co-coached with Ronnie Brown. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it would. <laughs> all right, let's get away from the virtual insanity. Like I said. Get back to reality. No, not the reality of Auburn firing their coach. The reality of people around the town of Pittsburgh talking about talking about pit football and how bad they are right now, Vince. Or are they even talking about them at all? Is there hope left in the city? These are dark times. Inflation's up. Crime rate's soaring, if you ask certain people. I don't know. What's the vibe like around town? Another Saturday coming and the Panthers are playing. How about that team giving up that double-digit lead like that? You know, that, that's coaching when that happens. You know that. A little bit, but I don't know. I blame that quarterback a little bit more than anything. How's come they don't run more? You know, I think if we do get back to basics, we'll be all right. You, you know, that worked in intramurals that one year. You know, we came roaring back for the tie up cost center. Handle pit. So that's what the answers are saying. Uh, a lot of people just searching for answers out there. Uh, it, it is dark times. Not looking good. Uh, we'll see if the Panthers can get back on it this week. Big game against Syracuse. We're going to be talking about that in a little bit, Alan. Although uh, I want to talk about some national stuff first. We got the first college football playoff rankings released and two big ones in the SEC. Oh, college football. Don't you d- get the hell out of here telling me Tennessee's the number one team in the country. Was this real? Is this real life? Come on. Georgia is the best team. In college football fits. This is I've this is always a ratings ploy. It's a water cooler <laughs> inducer. It's a joke. It's a sham. Never more transparent than this week well, with these ratings. I, you know, Alan, I I would have thought that for sure Tennessee and Georgia would be ranked number one and two. Because uh, they're playing. Them. That would have made sense, too. Well, maybe if that game was on ESPN and C- instead of CBS, that would have happened. Uh, <laughs> I, I, we have a mutual friend, and he texted me during this show, <laughs> during this recording, as soon as the rankings were released, how mad he was that LSU was ranked in the top 10 uh, to give a top 10 SEC matchup for that ESPN primetime game i think he was referring to ucla not being ranked in the top 10 alan which i uh, agree with lsu multiple losses uh this year um already but um yeah what do you think of these uh to me um i'm not going to argue too much uh at the top you know a lot of this stuff is going to sort itself out although i will say i think tcu should be ranked much higher. They have played more 
uh, better teams than a lot of these mm-hmm. uh, teams on this list. Um, yeah, you know, Alabama certainly played a lot. You know, who's ranked ahead of them, but they do have one loss. Um, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, I would like to see TCU uh, ranked a little bit higher. Again, this this will all sort itself out for the most part. Although it does seem that there's like, there's a lot more better teams this year than in than in years past. That's true. Yeah, I think uh, for as much as like we rag on the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve has some I think good they teams. Have a lot, top to bottom, probably yeah. the best conference this year. <clears throat> Uh, well, it might be. I, I'd like to debate that. I don't. I don't just want to go out and scream that at, to the sky yet. <laughs> but I, don't, I would. I think they have some impressive teams. Pac-12 is more impressive than normal. Yeah. Um. And and yeah. This is. It's always silly when these rankings come out. They don't matter. They're fun to talk about for some people. I will say I agree. TCU much better than a seven should be ahead of Alabama. Probably ahead of Michigan too for me. Uh, in that five spot, uh, that team is impressive, uh, resilient, big, bad quarterback. I like to root for if you're looking for a big, bad QB, everyone's talking about that Levis. It's Max Duggan. By God, I've been talking about him the last few weeks. That's who you need to be watching. Yep. I don't know if he's going to be in the NFL or what, but he's like watching a not even a linebacker. He's like watching an offensive tackle play quarterback the way he plays violent, punchy fearless yeah love watching them play and you're right a lot a lot more better teams in in this college football season those top 10 are are pretty solid fun teams to watch minus lsu which i do think is a garbage team and doesn't belong on that list we will find out how good they are this week alan uh with the number six ranked crimson tide a 13 point favorite traveling the baton rouge uh go against those number 10 lsu tigers uh, this is a 6 p.m. local start, Alan. Not quite as late as they would probably like it, uh, but still uh, late enough that it's going to get dark there in Death Valley. Uh, is that going to be enough to propel uh, the Tigers uh, in, in this rivalry game? No, 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 it will not. Uh, they are really, I think, outmatched and outgunned in this. Uh, this is going to be, I think, a two a two score affair, two touchdown affair. If you if you ask me, uh, Bryce Young going to start heating up here. He's got to start making his case for his Heisman defense. Big big moment here. Uh, they've been through the ringer uh, this year in in some tough games, Alabama. So they're tried, they're tested. Uh, LSU in these moments against uh, decent teams, not even good teams, decent teams. Uh, taking big L's Tennessee destroyed them <laughs> absolutely destroyed them it was great to see um you know barely beating Auburn is kind of embarrassing if you ask me as uh, seeing how, what kind of ruins that team's in um Let, but they, you know then they what what I mean I you're right and and it just uh, explains maybe how much of a farce that LSU being ranked number 10 is yes uh, they joke. got they smacked Mississippi State and Ole Miss those are they, their big wins they those got are, smacked those are at home by Tennessee and uh they got beat on a neutral field against Florida State uh in a win that doesn't look quite as good uh or a loss that doesn't look quite as good as it may have at one point in the season um but I will say this Alan uh LSU uh, you normally, you know, tons of talent, uh, but, you know, just cannot beat Alabama, gets out coached all the time, save, save for one legendary year. Uh, now they do have a good coach, uh, like him or not. Uh, you know, Brian Kelly is a, a tough coach, uh, as much as it pains me to say that. Uh, I, I'm very interested in seeing this game. He's uh, he's over forever. He's please coached against Saban before. He's never beat him. Well, that's a good point. Uh, but that was with Notre Dame talent, like not quite with LSU talent. Um, I I, I don't think LSU is going to win this game, but I could see them uh, sneaking inside this number. Nah, I I, I just I well the the Alabama defense has given up more points than I I would expect this season. Uh, but no. I still think they'll cover and uh, win the game and look good doing it and still make their case to be in the playoff, even though they have uh, the L to the Vols, the number one team in the nation. Yep. Yep. Number one team, uh, Tennessee, getting eight points at at the number three Georgia Bulldogs here, Alan. 
Biggest a game little, in history of football. Uh, yes, I'm a little surprised to see this number this high. Uh, to, to see, <laughs> and I, well, I also said that I was surprised to see it that high whenever whenever Tennessee was playing Alabama. Um, uh, this is definitely going to be maybe one of the toughest defense uh, that that Tennessee has played this year, um, and we'll see if uh, if if old Stetson Bennett could keep up. Man, it is, it's crazy to think this is the number one team in the nation. They could not score for an entire half against Pitt. Yeah. Now, this is only, a, what, a month later, month and a half later, and now they're number one, and their defense is improving. Their offense is very, very confident, and like, like many teams in college football, they will get theirs, but against the Georgia Bulldogs, will they? I didn't think they would against Alabama, Vince. Uh Georgia's defense, though, I do think is a, a grade above even the Bama defense, who has, oh, I yeah. would say, the best, some of the best NFL players uh, going. But uh, Georgia has them, has them loaded on the roster and they're cohesive and coaching that is going to be ready for all the silly nine receivers outside the numbers that the Vols are going to throw against them. And I just feel like it's going to be, a, they're always going match up man for man, Tennessee. Let's see what, what you got. And uh, take advantage of the of the wide field and make your run. Georgia can run. They're going to be fine. And I think they'll win eight and a half. What's it? Eight and a half, nine? You eight, said? eight points right now, I'm seeing. Eight points. Oh, I don't know. I just, I've already been burned against Tennessee. So I think Georgia wins, but the number is a little large. Touchdown win for Georgia. Close uh, game. Biggest yeah, game ever. I, I just can't. It seems hard for me to believe that. Which team I, I has more more like mojo going for it? Which team's more destined to win? The team that uh, had the big win against Alabama and and years of mediocrity and the storm in the field and getting all their fans to pay for the goalposts, or the team that just like throws the ball in the air and it magically magnetically connects to Brock Bowers' elbow and then his shoulder and then he's doing like a dance. Like he's in 1980s, that guy dancing with the broomstick, and he just it lands in his hands, and he runs for a touchdown. Georgia's got the juice too; they've got the mojo flowing too. They got the ball bouncing their way too. Uh, it, I, I, the fact that this line is so high make, leans makes me think that there's something to this, and that we should pick Georgia uh, because it. They must think that Tennessee's offense is finally going to get shut down. I, I don't you know. You said. Same thing about Pitt last week <laughs> against North Carolina. Uh, yeah, and I was I was right for three quarters. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know. I, I just uh, if you told me Tennessee was favored in this game, I probably would have believed you. Uh, I, I don't know where to go. I'm going to leave this one up to the experts, but I, I cannot I cannot wait to watch it. Unfortunately, it's at the same time as this Pitt game. You're not three- picking. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I am going to go with the Vols. Maybe that's too much of a public play, but I will, I will stick with them for sure. Wow. Okay. We're we're, def- we're deferring a little bit. Here. I don't know. I, I really I, don't. I, I looked back my record on these picks we make. We don't keep track. Horrible. So I hope no one's taking my advice. But it's fun to talk about the games. Even this one, the biggest game, uh, not of of all time, the biggest game in the history of the universe. Pitt. Hosting Syracuse this yep, week. Yep, yep. Syracuse ranked number twenty in these playoff rankings. Allen, number twenty, uh, getting three and a half points on the road uh, at Heinz Field. I saw this actually open up at pit minus four. Allen, uh, I saw that at the Westgate, and yeah. it's been bet down. Uh, and at the Circa, I did see that um, total forty eight, pretty much across the board, except for Caesars William Hill at forty eight and a half. Uh, I just uh, a low scoring game as we ex- uh, or predicted, I guess, as we were discussing earlier. Uh, that's the way it seems to me, and I think, you know, again, you know, this is this is going to come down to turnovers for me, uh, and, and who's who's going to blink first. Um, I, I am going to go with the Panthers at home. I, I think uh, this this uh, especially with the injuries that Syracuse has, I think that plays in the pit's hand, but his pit, are they able, are they going to be able to get up for this game? You know, all their, you know, 
goals that they've had at the beginning of the season are pretty much done. Uh, are they still going to be able to, to to get back up and get ready for this game? They have in the past at times, I think, but they've never had as high expectations as what they did this year. Are they going to be able to do that? I, I think they are for for this game. I you know I don't feel tremendously confident about it, obviously, uh, but but I th- at least somebody out in the desert thinks that Pitt <laughs> should be favored in this <laughs> game. I will go with the Panthers to win this one. Uh, I'm going to say a score of I'm going to go 27 to 20. Little high for my blood in this one, Vince, but I like it and I'm with you. Pitt's going to win this game. So many injuries for Syracuse. And when you talk about, well, Pitts, they've, they've missed out. They've, they've blown the, all the goals that they want. They set or pretty much shot. Uh, but this is where the, the coaching of Pat Narduzzi and the type of coach and, and he is uh, really needs to play a big factor. A guy that all these players buy into and want to play for uh, they because he lets them go all out on defense. And he's a, a guy who's going to, well, he used to let his offense be themselves, but we'll see what he does with the offense in this game. But there are so many injuries in this uh, game for Syracuse. Garrett Williams, their defensive back, a leader, uh, just uh, really great, great in coverage. Uh, a really underrated player, I think, in the ACC. Out. Torn ACL. You got Schrader, the quarterback, playing hurt maybe or not playing at all. We'll see. And, of course, you've got the, bi- the big bad running back, uh, Tucker, for, for Syracuse injured or maybe not playing so Pitt has uh the advantage there it's fortunate for them obviously Pitt's banged up uh Cansey uh, gets the play though right the whole game because yep. his targeting yep. was the first half yeah so thank correct. goodness they're not missing Cansey you look at little things like that that's when you're making a line I guess little yep. injury here targeting from last week there uh the type of personnel Pitt's able to run the ball Syracuse stopping the run okay but Pitt Hitting some deep balls last week. Maybe an injury for Syracuse in the secondary is all they need. And that new air raid offense debuts, Vince. <laughs> Pitt wins 21-17 to 17 against Syracuse. Uh, I don't know how it shakes out. I just know it's going to be yeah, low scoring. Pitt will win. And hopefully, I, I, really, this is my prediction. All Pitt has to do to win is not fumble the damn football. Yeah. Simple as that. Just don't fumble uh, the simple, football. Simple as that. No, no bad interceptions. <laughs> you know, yeah. If the, if the other team makes a play, that's one thing. No bad interceptions. Uh, don't turn the ball over. Uh, and execute. You know, to the best of your ability. Uh, you know, if they could do that, <laughs> then you know they should be fine in this game. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I'm very interested to see this energy level uh, from the Panthers. Uh, hopefully, they can get up. For, for this one and get back on the winning track. They could still finish with a with, with a good record. Maybe not the one we hoped for, but still still with a good record. I'm excited for the game. Heinz Field, 330, uh, Saturday afternoon. It's going to be a big one. Can't wait for it. That's when they kick off and play the football game. Vince will be there. I will be watching it from not the West Coast, Vince. I'm headed back to uh, a proper time zone. Much easier to deal with. Going to be clo- dangerously close to Georgia and want to go to that game, but I'm going to s- <laughs> park my keister in front of the Apple TV with the multiple uh, multiple games on at once. Of course, Pitt will be on that big, big screen against Cuse. Always a fun matchup. And this one, maybe not a whole lot on the line for Pitt other than pride and dignity, and that, that means a lot to me. I don't know about you, other Pitt fans, uh, because – there's still a program that's building, a program uh, to be built up to what it can possibly yeah. be, a playoff contender. Pat Narduzzi knows it, and he knows he has to do it, and he cannot slip up. And this is a very, very crucial game because you could slip up and lose all that momentum completely, and they're really trying to hang on to that. So Pitt needs to get this win as much as uh, you know. big things aren't on the line. There are, in the grand scheme, thinking larger higher level there are big things on the line in this game because you could be fired like an auburn head coach and then you're then what what's going to happen a running back took your job maybe no one ever thought would be a court a coach you, pat narduzzi doesn't want that fits he doesn't want to turn around and come monday 
Shane Kevin Barlow's coaching, <laughs> Kevin Barlow's coaching the team. That ain't happening under Pat Narduzzi's watch. Yeah, I, I hope not. I hope not. Uh, it, it's going to be a big one. Uh, I, I cannot wait for this game. Uh, we we got to get this bad taste out of our mouth, Alan. We got to get a big win this Saturday and hail to pit. I like hearing that. I like a Listerine game, and I like when you reach out to us at H2P Show and hail to pit podcast at gmail.com. That's hail the number two pit podcast at gmail.com. Thanks to the dozens of you who listened to this episode because obviously coming on after a loss, the, the audience shrinks to the real ones, the the real diehards, but we still love and respect those who just can't stomach it to listen to a pit podcast after losses. I understand, but you know what? We still push through and we're here for each other to root on the Pit Panthers against Syracuse this Saturday. Be loud. We need it. It's at home and we need this victory more than you think. And I think Pitt's going to get it, baby. And we'll be back next week to talk all about it right here on the same podcast app, your same podcast channel, wherever the hell you're getting this show. We're going to be there to break down Pitt next week. Another ACC clash for you coming up. Virginia, UVA, not that good. Doesn't matter. That razor thin line just keeps going and going all the way through the ACC season. And we're towing it with you. Thank you so much. Hail to pit, everybody. <laughs>